To the Vintage Horror Podcast, where we talk about all horror, not just the vintage kind. I'm your host, Kyle, and with me on this episode, I have Mark. I'm ready now. Hello. Rob. How's it going? And Maria. Hello again. Today, we will be talking about The Burning from 1981. But first, we're going to crack a cold one open with the boys and the girl. What's up, Mark? Oh, what's up with you? Oh, Not me first. first. Ah, okay. yeah. Uno reverse oh. card right out the right out the yeah. gate. Yeah, I see you drinking your water. You know how to <laughs> how to get your ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't really have a lot going on. I don't think since the last time we recorded. Um, we I recorded like twelve or eleven days ago. So yeah, I had my work Christmas party. It sucked. Same place as last year. Didn't enjoy cool. it. But I didn't have to drive this time. Uh, fucked up my other ankle in jujitsu, so that's good. So now I have two uh, fucked up ankles, and that's good. Um, speaking of jujitsu, there's a tournament in Atlantic City this upcoming Saturday. Going to go down there and help coach. And uh, also got my Qui Gon Jin lightsaber in the mail yesterday, so that was cool. On a Sunday? Yep, it came UPS. Uh, so um, working hard. Yeah, well, it's that time of year, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying, I'm saying. Um, So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, Love my lightsaber. Yeah, Mark, what's up, man? Since we last recorded, I went to the Titanic Museum experiment or experience thing, whatever it is, in um, New York with my sister and our friend Lauren. Um, It was pretty cool. Had some items from the ship and stuff like that. Big Titanic guy. Jack and Rose. They didn't really have a lot about Jack and Rose. So. Oh, dang it. They did have like a little thing that like told like the um, there was some similar story to that, like uh, where they got the idea from. Um, did that got tattooed on my back again. I'm going again this week to get my back tattooed again. How many sessions do you think you have left after this? <laughs> That's impossible to know. <laughs> really? I don't even know. <laughs> if I'm done in the summer, I would be surprised. Really? Wow. Which I don't really want to get tattooed like in the summer if I like go do things, you know, because you can't like swim or yeah, so I don't know. Well, f- I'll figure it out. Um, yeah, I did that. Uh, what else we got going on? Anything? Going to the Dallas Stars New Jersey Devils game tomorrow. Yeah, my guy Jason Robinson. Go Stars. Kiss me on the lips. Never heard of her. Yeah, I know. He's Plays single. Guy, I think so. <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna kiss me though, but I'll be close Aww. enough. I'm sitting like we're sitting like six rows from the ice. So um nice. got that tomorrow. And um I've booked the rest of our stuff for Texas Frightmare. So we got our tickets and Airbnb and stuff, so we're good to go for Texas Frightmare. What what and when then that? Uh, early May? May twenty seventh? Mid May. Late May? It's the end of May. Yeah, it's May 27th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I feel like uh, that's late. 
Yeah, it used to be the uh, first weekend of May. Uh, mm-hmm. But since I guess they switched to the convention center, they're doing at the end. Mm, makes sense. So, yeah. Other than that, I don't really think I did too much other stuff. Uh, what about you, Rob? So the I guess the, the big change uh, has been that I've been going to jujitsu now. Uh, Kyle finally got me to commit, and I've been going. And I actually went without him, so he didn't have to hold my hand. It was nice. Um, I've definitely been happy to be back in an environment where I'm being physically active and getting my health in check and it's all, all positive. Um, other than that, it's just been, you know, work gaming, trying to keep up with a lot of, a lot of gaming news. Um, they released some stuff about the upcoming star Wars, uh, next Jedi game, Jedi survivor looks really good. I'm really hyped for it. Uh, kind of jealous of Kyle cause Qui-Gon Jinn's my favorite Jedi from the movies. And that's a lightsaber I always wanted. So hopefully I can get my hands on it at some point, add it to my collection. I definitely told you when the pre-order was out. So you definitely did. And I am, uh, as always, four and a half thousand years behind on everything. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I get there eventually one way or another. I, I'm like the tortoise. I just take the slow road. There you go. Um, what about the new Diablo? The new what now? What now? The new Diablo game. Oh, uh, so Mark is the resident Diablo fan. Oh. Uh, only Diablo too. I don't really like the other shit. Ah. Um, but that like was never gotten. So that was a, a, a big announcement. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, there, there were just so many at once. I'm trying to kind of keep up with it. There's a new Transformers game coming called Transformers um, Reactivate. Yes. Uh, and that Norman Reedus game. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, Death Stranding 2. Yes. That's yeah, that, that's on its way out. I don't know. It it was kind of rough because, you know, once again, we're not a gaming podcast, so I'm not going to go on forever. <laughs> but um, very noticeable uh, Xbox's absence. And it's really frustrating because I love Xbox. I love what they've done with Game Pass. I love the ecosystem they're building. But very noticeable absence from the Game Awards in terms of announcements. I mean, back in the beginning of the year. All they talked about was like, there's so many new title announcements and exclusives coming. And Microsoft owns something like 23 first party studios, like big ones. And the entire night was dominated by Sony Studios. And the entire last cycle has been single player games coming out. All the game awards, like the top tier awards were, um, you know, they were all Sony games. But right there kind of exposes the issue right like it's almost like the idea of like a quality indie film right like quality indie films versus the marvel cinematic universe objectively speaking will those indie films be better sometimes yeah they could be masterpieces but are they going to be churning out money like those marvel films are not necessarily and that's where game that's what that's that's kind of seems to be the difference between xbox and PlayStation right now, Xbox is going to have exclusives, but they are building one heck of a money-making system, like a continuous revenue generator, where Sony's still relying on those, like, you know, those big single-player hit console games to kind of keep things going. So, ever-changing gaming landscape, trying to keep up with that. That's my jam. Um, any other, I don't know, if there, Maria, if there's any other games you could think of. Um... I know Among Us came out with something new today, but that was, but, but you're right. This is not a gaming podcast because I could go on about random stuff like that all day. Maybe I need to make a gaming podcast. <laughs> Vintage horror gaming. There we go. Right. Oh, Some podcast. Yeah. I'd be done yeah. with that. But yeah, other than that, um, 
our uh, tying into the game thing, our discussion of last last week of uh, Friday the 13th and just how much fun that was. I really hope the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, when it comes out, can recapture that. Um, I've been thinking about it a lot. I'm unsure, but I would love to have the opportunity to have that experience again. Um, but who knows? Who knows what that's going to be? Me and Mark were talking about it, um, and Mark's like, "We could, technically we could still host games on mm-hmm. Friday Thirteenth because I played the other day." Did you really? I didn't know. Like I remember when Kyle said that they were taking the servers down. I forgot we could basically play together still, and then just do the thing we did before, where you would make like looking for a group or something. So it's basically just playing like the old way. I didn't know that at all. I took they took. Mm-hmm. I thought they took that all away, and it was only quick play. Mm-hmm. I think that what so we I, should I do, didn't know that we should try to get a big party together one night and just go at it. Well, that's what I was saying. Like we could probably get us Trav. Well, obviously, Maria doesn't have an Xbox, but. Um, you know. I think it's cross-platform though, isn't it? It's it's cross-platform, yeah. They made it cross-platform. I didn't even know that. I'm pretty sure it's cross-platform across PC. To do PC they? To I do. I do have the game, but only on PlayStation. Uh, it might be okay. cross-platform. It might be. Uh, who knows? I don't know. But um, yeah. So that's really it for me. Um, I'm sure there's other things I I'm missing. It doesn't have cross-play. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm sure there's other things that I'm missing, but. Uh, the only thing I'm excited about is they released a trailer for Transformers: Rise of the Beasts, and oh, looks, I gotta check that out. That looks very, very, very good. It looks like someone who was a fan of the of the '80s Transformers cartoon and a fan of Beast Wars was like not like somebody who kind of knew what they were doing. It looks like a legit fan made it, so I'm very excited for it. Um, I don't know if you guys grew up with Beast Wars or not, but that was kind of my jam when I was a kid. I didn't, but. but... I've played with the toys. That's about it. Yeah, I was gonna say I think I had the toys growing up, but I didn't like watch the show. Especially yeah, I, McDonald's. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So it looks really good. Really excited. Um, I guess I'm gonna knock it to Maria. What you been up to? Um, not much. I we had been camping like all summer, and then when it started to get, you know, cooler, we were really definitely hitting up all around, just camping out. But now it's just so cold and rainy. It's really like I've just been staying inside for the most part or going indoor rock climbing to get some form of exercise. I do miss jujitsu though. I'm, I'm like jealous that you started it Rob, because I always say that's like the best workout that I ever had. It was so much fun, but it was super hard. Like, I mean, I was sore where I didn't even know I had muscles the next like few days, but it was so good. But uh, I'm debating looking at places around me to see what the reviews are, like some gyms around me, but I haven't pulled the trigger on that one yet. But just, um, do, it. just, just do it. I know. <laughs> I know. This but, fucking guy. Uh, like he has the fucking nerve to fucking tell people to do it. <laughs> I'm allowed I'm like, to right now because I did right. it. Right. Exactly. But uh, yeah, no, I've just been catching up. I finished the Wednesday um, series on Netflix. Um I started back around on just like some old, I'm very into comfort series. So I'll rewatch something from, you know, a million times that I've already seen. I was going through Breaking Bad again, uh, the IT crowd again, Seinfeld, of course, like it's always on rotation. So just, you know, staying in, watching a lot of just TV. That's terrible, but that's what I've been doing. It's good for you. It's good for your health. 
Yeah, did you right. go to the Stars game the other day? I did. I went to the Stars game. That was shitty because we lost. It was a total shutout from um, the Maple Leafs, so that sucked. Oh, Seemed wow. like there were more Maple Leafs fans there than Stars fans, and I was That's getting crazy. so triggered because people around me were just like acting, you know, just just acting out. I was so annoyed, but yeah, I hate that. Cause you know, when I go, I like to spend money so we can like sit down really close and watch the fights. There were no fights. There was no, I mean, it was just total one-sided game. It wasn't fun. So hopefully it's not like that for me tomorrow. No. Yeah. Hopefully the stars. stars. Well, the devils are like the best team in the NHL. So I know, I know. Yeah. Well, they, I went to the San Jose game and they were like so terrible in the standings, but we lost to them so i'm like i can't i can never tell yeah hang yeah. the head shame on that one right i also forgot i well real quick i did see violent night uh last week i did oh yeah how was that. that it's uh i was telling kyle it's predictable but it's still like funny and it, it's a good it's a fun movie but mm-hmm. it it sitting down i said i i kind of figured this is all that was gonna happen so it's like it's a it's a fun it's a it's a funny movie it like it was enjoyable mm-hmm. but it was predictable so Mm-hmm. Oh, I did remember. I, I actually went to go watch the Gremlins. I don't know if you guys, uh, you have Alamo Draft House or whatever it's called there, right? So yeah. they I think have... the closest one to us is Virginia. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, they have like um, theme nights or like sing alongs or, you know, whatever. So it was a Gremlin watch party. And yeah, they do like musicals. They'll have musicals or like they'll just do a quote along. So they had the Gremlins and that one was, I forgot. I had not seen the Gremlins in forever. And it was, it's a good Christmas movie. I liked it a lot. Again, it's, it's up there. I forget how good it is. It's a great movie. Yeah. I was going to ask you, Kyle, I forgot. Um, that place we went a couple of years ago, see Black Christmas. Are they, they do, do they still do stuff like that? Yep. Pretty sure they were doing a double feature, Black Christmas and Silent Night, Deadly Night again. Oh, and, nice. oh they're shooting the same movies again? Well, they also had another movie they announced. I forget what it was, though. I can't remember what that place is called. I know it was in uh, Long Island. I just don't remember what it was called. It's... I don't know. I could find it, but I, I don't remember what it's called. But they do like the um, Holidays of Horror or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went a couple years ago for Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Black Christmas. Yeah. I would like to do that again sometime. It's just a little far. It's farther than I thought it would be uh, of a drive. So, like, getting out that late kind of sucked. I mean, we got to see the Amityville Horror House in the middle of the night, and that was cool. But That was cool. Like, there's nobody on the street, so we could just stand in the street and take pictures. But uh, it's just a far drive. That's all for getting out late after two fucking movies. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> brutal. Yeah, and they don't start till 10 o'clock, so you don't really get you didn't get out till it was, like, 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, I'm too old for that. Mm-hmm. It was fun though. Like I, I never, 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 never too old. <laughs> not for horror movies. Yeah, that's true. So we'll move right into. Uh, we're not doing a top list this week. What we're going to do is we're going to do a little bit of trivia. I'm just going to run some trivia by these guys, and uh, we'll see if we can stump some people. What I think we'll do is I have 14 questions. So what we'll do is um, we'll come up with a rotation, and I'll just ask questions in order of the people um so i don't know who will get what and if the person if somebody can't get one we'll just go right to the next person with the same question yeah no googling let me open and we'll just see who can get the most right hands up no googling there you go i trust you guys all right 
Mark's, Mark. Mark's, Mark's got the phone in his butt cheeks. <laughs> so what do you want the rotation to be? Do you want it to be the same rotation we just went through? Whatever your little heart desires. We could do the same rotation that we just listen, did for... Uh, do, listen, task Eldest master. to youngest. Well, I mean... Okay, well, that might be a little rude. Yeah, I'm <laughs> gonna, I am... I am getting I'm up in. there. I am getting up I'm there in age. I think Maria's the youngest just off looks. I'd have to guess. So uh, no, we'll just keep it the same way as same rotation as uh cracking a cold one. So it's pretty simple. And we already have it. We're not wasting time figuring it out. All right. Um, so we'll start with number one, Mark. What horror movie featured the first running toilet on screen? Oh my god, fuck. We talked about this because I feel like you 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 asked this you question. You talked about this because he he has it's what? like cards, right? I, yeah, I feel like he opened this one day and then it's like randomly pick one and then he asked me this. We played Is my it psycho. Yes, psycho. Nice. Yep. So good. And look at look at that, Mark. Rob Great. apparently knew that, but uh, that's the only one I'm going to know. The whole one. That's just the toilet one. Uh, that's all right. All right, Rob. What right. is the name of the creature? Remember how many. You each got right this way. I don't have to fucking write it down. Um, okay. Remember the name, or I mean, what is the name <laughs> of the creatures from the Predator franchise? Oh, um, the Yaucha. Dude, I honestly can't believe that you just got that, but yeah, that's right. Uh, I didn't think you were going to get that. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm about, I, and I didn't know if... Um, creature feature guy. I would not have gotten that. That's I what I'm saying. Gotten. I was like, I'm about to go up 2 nothing. <laughs> I know. Damn. I would not have gotten <laughs> All right, I Maria. think I'm going to get a, a goose egg on all these. So no, I think I got? think you're, you might... Mark might be a little mad that you're getting an easy one. Um, <laughs> Give me all the easy ones. Whose face was used as the basis for the Michael Myers mask from Halloween? Oh, uh, William Shatner. There you go. Look at that. I don't think she said it right. I don't think the she said it right. The shaft. <laughs> it was the shaft. Uh, she used the shaft? <laughs> no, he shat himself. Yeah. Uh, all right, Mark. Shaft. What yeah. serial killer inspired the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? So this is like, I would assume Ed Gein. Yes. But I don't know if there's more than one for that. No, it, yeah. it was Ed Gein. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, Rob, what is Nancy's address in the original Nightmare on Elm Street? Ah, oh, damn it. Uh, 21 Elm Street? No. Ah, Maria. It's 21 Jump Street. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Got your ass. Um, oh, my um, God. That's hard. I've looked at that house uh, so many times. I don't know. I don't know it. I don't know right. it. Mark? If anybody uh, knows it. What? 428. Close. You want the first, the first three or the whole thing? Well, I mean, it's the whole like, thing, but obviously... The street is easy. Four twenty-eight or four fifty-eight? Nope. Close though. You it? are very close. It's fourteen twenty-eight. Fourteen twenty-eight. Oh. Yes. And if anybody wants to get into my phone, that is the passcode to get into my phone. Fourteen twenty-eight. So I can tell you mine if you want to. Zero 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 zero. No one seven zero seven. Oh, all right. All right. Well, you guys are fucking. Uh... First one that I was missed. I, that. You know, so. But at least that's, that's everybody missed it, so I don't feel terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel terrible because I fucking look at that house all the time because I want to go to LA and stuff and go to that place and like take a picture in front of it. That makes me so mad. All right, so that was Rob's, right? 
Yes. Yeah. So then it, we'll go. We're we're going to Maria now. Um, what are the colors of Freddy Krueger's sweater? <laughs> okay, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, the colors are red and green. Yeah. Okay. See I, that? I don't know that. I honestly didn't even do that on purpose to where it's like that's every funny. three is the easiest. So that's <laughs> hilarious. Mark. Yes. What is the name of the demon from The Exorcist? Uh, I can't pronounce it, but I uh, Pazuzu. Yes. Pazuki. Yeah, you said it. No, it's Pazuzu. Yeah. Okay. Or also known as Captain Howdy. Captain Howdy. I was going to say Captain Howdy, but I feel like you were going to dock me. Well, I would have said dock me, but dock me points. I would have said you know that's technically correct, but what is the demon name of it? Uh, Pazuki. All right, Rob. All right, give me the give me the hardest one imaginable. Let's go. What brand of doll inspired Annabelle from the Conjuring series? The American Girl doll? No. Okay. <laughs> well, Maria. that's that. Um, the Raggedy Ann doll. Ooh, look at that! Maria got it. See, she's a smart lady. So does she get to go again? Because Rob no, missed it. No, no. Now it's just going directly to you. Okay. Um, all right. So who's winning right now? Maria's winning. I have no, three. Maria Mark, has three. Mark and I are tied. I, think. I have one. Great. Yeah, <laughs> ones out. What's the first letter of the Friday the 13th? Where's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre set? <laughs> um, all right. Maria, how many... Oh, wait. So I thought, wait, I, I thought uh, it went sorry, to me. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, yeah. sorry, Mark. My bad. Sorry, 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 okay. sorry. Yeah. You guys fucked me up by talking too much. Okay. <laughs> I'm Mark, Italian. how many people did Jason kill in the first Friday the 13th movie? Zero. All right. Well, Mark's the smart boy here. Big brain. <laughs> that big was brain. a trick question, and he got it. Um, why do I have that on here twice? Anyway, Rob, ask him. What movie is the? <laughs> oh no, no, that was, that was just funny. We said, "Ask him." Uh, what movie is the famous line? If it bleeds, we can kill it. From. Oh God, this is an easy one. I'm so mad. Um, <laughs> no, um, Lost Boys. <laughs> no, okay, I lost. Uh, Maria, Ooh. do you need me to repeat the question? No, no, don't repeat it. Just... <laughs> this is a total guess. Is it Jaws? No, damn it, Mark from 1987 Predator. Yes. Oh, damn it. Yes, yes. It's even funnier because I got the predator name right, but I can't get the line. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like. Oh, my. I know, right? Isn't that Carl Weathers' line? Uh, I thought uh, it was Arnold. No, is it? Or is that Arnold? If he bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> All right. In the studio. So uh, that was Rob's question, Greg. So, uh, yeah. Hanging out here. Number one. Okay. So it goes to Maria now. Yeah, Maria. Okay. Zika, yes. I got it right yeah. now. What uh, color is Michael Myers' mask? There you go. <laughs> what was used in place of blood in Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho? <laughs> what? In Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho? Well, it's not even in color, so... Um, I don't know. Ink? I have no idea. Paint? No, I don't know. No. No. Okay. Mark. Uh, chocolate sauce. Yes. 
Really? Yeah. I'm learning something new every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of going how I thought it would, but, you know. I'm actually upset that I got the Nightmare one wrong because that's the only one I got wrong. I'm very upset how with myself. How dare you? All right. So I'm about to commit to Chinese suicide or whatever. Rob. Because Mark got that. It didn't go all the way around. I think you're looking for, for Japanese yeah. on that one. Uh, <laughs> Rob. All the same. Oh God! Here we go. Trigger the me, Babysitter up. Murders was the original title of which classic? It says '80s horror film, but it's really '70s. Halloween. Film. Yes, that's pretty easy. Yay! You ain't nobody getting this one, so I can't fucking <laughs> Great. wait. Thanks a lot. <laughs> All right, Maria. <laughs> this is the last hey. question, by the way. So, how many times does Count Orlock blink throughout the entirety of his appearance in Nosferatu? Come on. <laughs> Once. Yep. No. <laughs> yes. What? I'm so mad. He literally blinks once in the whole movie. Yay. All right, and that's the uh, trivia. So, what's the score here, uh, Mark? What, what do you uh, get? I had six. Uh, Rob, six. Two. And Maria. Uh, one was missed. So. Two, four, six. <laughs> oh, two were missed. It's Kyle. We appreciate. Yeah, I yeah. thought I had fourteen, make- but it was it was it was I had one of them that was a. Uh, on there twice. I didn't realize. Okay, so it was 13, so that makes sense. Yeah, so yes. We do this right. every time. Uh we can. You just gotta funny. Dude. You know what's weird is a couple of weeks ago I was thinking about like getting questions from the internet and doing stuff and then doing this, but um I didn't do it. But yeah, <laughs> well, I mean that's I, I prefer to originally when we started doing like the top three and stuff, I didn't plan on doing it every single episode. I just mm-hmm. figured this was a perfect chance to do that because um, mm-hmm. we, we've been doing so many top lists and mm-hmm. coming up with new ones every time is really hard. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to do this, feel free. Um, if anyone likes this, let us know. <laughs> you're definitely going to learn a lot and you're going to yeah. find out who the I fuck did. knows things. <laughs> I don't know shit, apparently. <laughs> well, Rob really doesn't know shit, so. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he got the Predator's real name and then put the I note. know. That's wild to me. Well, it's also because I'm like, I like Predator and like alien lore and like the whole mm-hmm. Predator versus alien stuff. Like that's my feet. That's like my, my wheelhouse. But of course, like the most, one of the most iconic lines from the film I can't get. But yeah. But like, you missed the part where <laughs> the lore, where if it bleeds, you can kill it. That's the yeah. lore that you need to know. Yeah. It's important <laughs> lore. That one. All right. So we'll move on to the main event. This episode, the burning from 1981. It was released May 8th, 1981, has an R rating, a runtime of an hour and 31 minutes. It's pretty clean cut. A budget of 1.5 million, but it only grossed $707,000. Allegedly. I don't, that's, but then I've also heard other statistics. So I don't like uh, about other things. So I, I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. Mm-hmm. Um, on IMDb, it holds a 6.3 out of 10. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has 73% on the tomato meter and 60% audience score. And uh, on Letterboxd, it's a 3.2 out of 5. It's directed by Tony Malam. Malam. Uh, he doesn't really do anything else of note that's worth noting, I think, on here. Um, but he did help write it as well. He also wrote it alongside... Our guy Harvey Weinstein. Well, no, Bob Weinstein. Is it? I saw the writers well, said Harvey. Both, 
Oh, maybe I, they both did it then. I think Harvey wrote and Bob was in charge mm-hmm. of production. Yeah. Right. Oh, maybe. Uh, and this is one of the. This is actually the movie that got the Weinstein brothers involved in the movie making business because before that they were just in, I believe, the music industry, uh, producing music. Um, and it was also written by Brad Gray. He was the third writer. He didn't do a lot of writing of things. He was more of a producer of things. He helped produce Happy Gilmore, The Cable Guy, uh, Bulletproof, 27 episodes of the Jeff, Jeff Foxworthy show, uh, The Wedding Singer, News Radio, Scary Movie, The Steve Harvey Show, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, The Departed, and 86 episodes of The Sopranos. I don't know if that's every episode of The Sopranos because I've never watched it, but it, it seemed like a lot, mm-hmm. so I just wrote it down. <laughs> Um, so he's big into production and a lot of big things. So, um, but yeah, and of course, special effects were done by our guy that's never had a plate once in his life, Tom Savini. Thanks, Tom to Mark. Savini. Uh, I want to work on Friday too because of this. Yes, he opted to skip Friday two. Friday to two part two, not Friday. Yes. yes. Uh, well, people in the know should know, uh, Ooh, but yeah. Uh, he, you know, has done special effects for movies such as Martin, Dawn of the Dead, uh, the original Day of the Dead, the original Prowler, Nightmare, Friday the 13th, one and the four, the final chapter, uh, Creepshow one and two, Maniac, Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, Monkey Shines, and he also directed Night of the Living Dead from 1990. So, Which you know, I, like he never got his crazy too. I don't know if they only gave him like a couple days to make the makeup for like the killer in this. Uh, yes, three days, and he did it in a hotel room. That was his workshop because yeah. how that's fast crazy. Do it. Um, he's not particularly happy with the crops he makes up, yeah, that's what I'm saying because he came out afterwards and said he didn't, he doesn't like it, yeah. But I believe he says this is his favorite movie he's ever worked on. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, he probably had a lot of freedom, it's probably a lot of fun. Oh, I no. feel like it should be Nightmare and um. Nightmare, um, Night of the Living Dead, 1990, because he directed it. I feel like that should be one of the, his favorite yeah. ones, because he basically got to do whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. So we'll move into some characters in this movie. We have Todd, who was played by Brian Matthews. Um, he wasn't in too too much, and I don't think he acts anymore. Uh, no, he's a therapist. He was in ten episodes of Days of Our Lives and thirty four episodes of Santa Barbara. Uh, he was also in uh, Murder, Murder She Wrote. Yes, I don't know what Santa Barbara is, but somebody else the in this movie town is... in California. Well, I know that, but <laughs> it's like a soap opera. Ah, gotcha. Or it was. I don't know. Back in like the eighties, I think it was a soap opera. I wasn't alive in the eighties. I wouldn't know. Oh, that's right, children. <laughs> I was alive in the eighties. Uh, yeah, barely. Mark, you're shitting your fucking pantalones in the fucking eighties. I mean, not, me not too different from nowadays, but according <laughs> to some people, I was alive in the 80s. Oh, I don't know what mis- that means. mystery. I don't know. Is that like time travel? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure I was conceived in 89. Oh, okay. that doesn't count, though. Oh, I see what you're saying by some people would say, I get it. I see what you're saying. Anyway, uh, we have Michelle was played by Leah Ayers, who was in Bloodsport, of course fucking love Bloodsport and one episode of Friday's Nightmares. Um, nothing else of note that would pertain to like Yeah, I don't really I don't really see anything. Um, yeah. She still looks pretty good for her age in some of the uh, special features like um, 
which I think the, this was actually the Blu-ray that came out. I think all the content was filmed in like 2007. So it's That's been cool. a while, 14 years, I guess. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, we have Alfred, who was played by Brian Backers. He was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. And that's the, that's the that's the bad one, by the way. Oh, I've never seen any of them, so. Well, they're very good. <laughs> Michael Winslow is the only good part about that fourth one. Seriously. Rip. That's the guy who makes <laughs> all the noises, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. he dead? I don't know. I know the black lady from that sh- movie's dead. Um, no, wow. he's, he's, no, he's still alive. Uh, he's also money pit with um. <laughs> he's constantly in, like Euro- he's like always on European talent shows and stuff like that, just making money. But he was all, that guy was also in a money pit with Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Was he? <laughs> we have Glazer played by Larry Joshua, who was in one episode of the Friday Thirteenth series, Dances with Wolves, the X Files movie, Sam Raimi's Spider Man, and Cradle to the Grave. R.I.P. to my guy DMX. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Jet Li. Is he still alive? He looks old, right? He, Jet Li is alive, but he barely. Yeah. How does he mean in the Crow movie? As the Crow. Oh, he's the Crow. Okay. See, that's how they're going to retire him. <laughs> when they shoot his ass? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> um, Dave, played by Jason Alexander, of course. Who's probably okay. the biggest actor in this movie. Uh, that's arguable, but yeah, I guess so. Who's Not the biggest the actor in the movie? I'm talking about now, like, like as, a, as as now as like their career wise goes. Holly Hunter, because he's from Newark, New Jersey, you know, or Fisher Stevens, <laughs> but Jason Alexander, of course, everyone knows him from Seinfeld. Um, was also would... in Pretty Woman, Jacob's Ladder mm-hmm. from 1990, Coneheads, Aladdin Two, Return of Jafar, The Hunchback, Back of Notre Dame. One and two. The Adventures of Rocky Bullwinkle and Shell How. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Rob? I would say Ned Eisenberg's had quite a quite a career. Uh I mean, yeah, he, but not I, not as prolific as like Jason Alexander or even Fisher Stevens. He's also dead, so I think I think Jason Alex <laughs> that's true. I'm just saying, I think that uh I feel like um Jason Alexander like Seinfeld is what I mean that's it. Like that that's his big big break and a, and a long standing career in terms of that mm-hmm. goal. But I think uh, Ned went on to have a lot more of a variety of roles. Well, he had a lot of small TV roles. Like so, Ed yeah. Eddie, who's played by Ned Eisenberg, um, he did Million Dollar Baby, Head of State. That's a like good movie. Limitless, and it was just a lot of like single episodes of television. Yeah, shows, I think his longest run was on Special Victims Unit. Yeah, he was like that was that was that, that was a long run for him. Yeah. But he but, did die in New York City uh, in February of this year. Yeah. Not COVID. It was something else, oh. but he did die in New York City. So, uh, Sally was played by Carrick Glenn. She was in Girls Night Out, which is another horror movie from the 80s. Uh, Woodstock played by Fisher Stevens. He was in Short Circuit 1 and 2, Super Mario Bros., Hackers, Undisputed. Good movie. Uh, anything else? That's a movie. Not that. I'm not asking. That's a movie, by the way, with Anything Jason else? Biggs and Christina Ritchie. Uh, a bunch of small TV roles, including six episodes of Lost, 15 episodes of The Blacklist, and he produced a lot of things. Like he produced um, mm-hmm. The Midnight Me Train, and he did Tiger King. So that's pretty prolific too. 
that'll get you known. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much everyone I have for the cast. Anybody else got anybody of note? Well, Holly Hunter, obviously, too. Holly Hunter. Tell us what she was in. I loved her in Raising Arizona. I was say, I Raising just, Arizona is like her biggest movie. Oh, brother, yeah. we're out there. Oh, brother, Ow. I just watched that the other day. She's been in a lot. She's an Academy Award winner, okay? Never saw yeah. the movie that she won the Academy Award for, but... Home for the Holidays with your guy Robert Downey Jr. Ah. When yeah. he was on cocaine, probably, I'm assuming. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> I'm assuming he's on cocaine, so... Uh, she was in 13 right. back in the day. I don't know what that is either. She she had a lot more film roles than a lot of other people yes. that these people would go on from. Like yeah. she, but I think had a variety of like side characters and background characters with like a few films where she was in the forefront. She's also in um, Incredibles. Yep. Oh, who's she in Incredibles? I, uh, Elastic Girl. Oh, Elastic Girl. Dude, love Elastic Girl. Yeah. But I believe like Maria is saying she's a bigger actor because she won an Academy Award. Like, I don't know if Jason. Uh, David uh, Alexander, whatever his name is, ever won one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just feel like he's bigger because like he, he might have won an Emmy. On every... Yeah, he won an Emmy, I'm sure for sure. Oh Seinfeld. yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like he's Seinfeld's on every second of every day, so that's <laughs> yeah. why I'm saying he's a bigger actor, and he's from yeah. New York, New Jersey. You just want to tell us oh, that again? Of yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's I respect it. Represent New Jersey. He's a Jersey boy. I think he's from New Jersey, too. I don't know if anybody knows that, but... All right, we'll move right into the movie, though. Um, starts at Camp Blackfoot. A group of teens conspire to prank Cropsy, the caretaker of the camp, um, while he sleeps, but it goes a little bit wrong, <laughs> I would say, and they accidentally wind up, um, let's just say, firebombing his cabin. <laughs> uh, and then at St. Catherine's Hospital, one week later, an orderly... But- when they're like talking about this prank and stuff like that, it's like I want to see him suffer so bad. Like, what did he do? They don't have explain what he did to them. In the like, I don't understand that. Other than him being like was, a jerk, I thought he was like beating them up. Like he'd get drunk and beat the kids up or something. I thought that's what they were saying. Um, I think it's yeah, just I, talked I about later part. how he just walked around with garden shears and he was weird. I think that's it. <laughs> I love I love that when he's on fire though. You that like you can see the full fire suit and the crash helmet on him too. Like he comes out the door and he's in you, like you legitimately see the crash helmet on him. Yeah. So for, I mean, it obviously wasn't meant to be in like 1080 nowadays. Um, right. There's no 4K release. <laughs> I yet. watch it on 144 on YouTube. So You're like, man, that guy yeah. gained like 200 pounds all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. It. Um. I mean, it looks so good at some parts of this movie where it almost looks like some background is like green screen it's weird but um yeah you could tell there's it's just a guy in a big ass fire suit um and actually that guy was reed rondell and he was 17 years old the guy in that fire suit oh yeah. my god wow. he was a 17 year old yes and tom savini wow. fucked that up too because um so reed was in the suit his dad was a another like well-known stunt actor pyrotechnic kind of guy like did these kind of stunts um so what he said was like all right you bring us the little torch to start the fire but like we'll get everything ready i he's like hand me the fire i will physically light my son and he will run out like we'll take care of the actual Mm -hmm. stunt just hand us the fire so we're not dealing with like the chemicals and the flame all at the same time um Mm -hmm. And Tom Savini fucked up because when he walked inside the house with the like ignited flame, he mm-hmm. said there was like uh, I forget what kind of accelerant 
everywhere but he like slipped and fell and it, the place just fucking like went up oh <laughs> like he's like i got just out of sight so like the guy could go through the door but the guy like lit himself and then ran out the door oh um yeah that's fucking wild yeah that's crazy. That's, so, the, that's the 80s baby yeah yes <laughs> exactly and actually um reed rondell the 17 year old um so this was filmed i think in like i would assume 1980 1981 somewhere around there um because it came out mm-hmm. in 81 that kid when he, in 1985 he was on uh airwolf the tv series mm-hmm. and they, that was well known for like its helicopter scene or whatever um he was killed in a helicopter accident like for that show wow. when he was only Aww. i think 22 so, oh uh, i know i know exactly what you're referring to yeah yeah that's that was him yes oh wow so he died uh he was a stunt guy in there and the pilot was only injured and then i want to say a helicopter from that show that was retired later was bought by like some agency and wound up crashing like fucking 10 years later (laughs) like oh jesus mary joseph yeah not Not good not a good track record so i just want to clarify for the record it wasn't the one that kobe was on so Oh, thank you for helicopters. clarifying that. I was um, confused. Well, back at St. Catherine's Hospital. Yes. St. <laughs> Catherine's Hospital one week later. An orderly shows a uh, doctor who's new to the hospital, Cropsy, who was burned so bad that he's lucky to be alive. Or he's at least telling him about it, saying, like, you should come see he's this. Cooked Big Mac overdone. Over- this is the most realistic scene in the movie. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, like, we've all had some. We've all had somebody at work who's like, "Bro, you gotta see this. You're not <laughs> gonna believe it." Me every day of my life. Right. <laughs> um, he's been working there ten years and he's never seen anything that bad. And he urges the doctor to come get a close look. But when he does, Cropsy reaches out and with a severely burned arm and grabs a hold of him and scares the doctor and the orderly, which. Dude, why the fuck is there so much of him that's that badly burned that's not covered with some kind of bandage? I don't understand. I yeah, I mean, like he, he, well, well, we find out. Yeah. In the, we find out in the next scene. That's why. Do we? <laughs> well, what, so when it says five years later, and then you see the guy's wheeling him out. Oh, I thought you meant the title like, card. Oh no! Okay. So then it's five years later, and they're wheeling him out, and then you there's a guy. There's like. Two people talking, but there's only one person wheeling them out. Like, uh, sorry, you shouldn't uh, be mad at those kids. It was just an accident. The screen, the skin grafts didn't work. You know, you're gonna have to readjust to society and stuff like that. So that's why his skin looked like that because the skin grafts didn't work. I think they just didn't attempt the skin grafts, and that's why they said fuck. I hope he was unconscious this whole time. We're just gonna tell him it didn't work. <laughs> we don't want no lawsuits. And then when he's done with that, the first thing he does is he gets with a hooker. Yes. When he leaves the hospital. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, been, five, it's been five been years. Five He's a lonely years. guy. Yeah, but he doesn't do the deed. <laughs> no, but so he, I don't I understand. He, what was the point? Well, I think he does exactly. He does why. exactly what he wanted to do. I don't think he picked her up, though. She kind of was like, yo, let's do this. And he's like, I got lotion on my dick. I'm stroking my dick. <laughs> <laughs> got lotion on my dick. I'm stroking my dick. Um, but uh, yeah, he goes, they go back to her place, which, or maybe it's just like the location that she uses to just like fuck John's yeah, quote unquote. Like, she, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the lights like off, but then when she gets a good look at him anyway, she gets all scared and starts like begging and yells out for help. But Cropsy just picks up the st- scissors that's on her dresser, stabbing her through the stomach and killing her and like kind of pushing her through the window though, very slowly. <laughs> 
I mean, the stab was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Like, it was pretty visceral. I, I'm surprised they lingered as long as they did. Well, it's all Tom Savini's magic, man. It's the yeah. guy. He's you know, the greatest. He, yeah, if anybody's going to get it done, it's going to be him. Uh, so you got a plate. Then at the camp, it's a new group of kids, because I think it's technically a different camp now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it's a group, new group of kids, and we see them playing a game of softball. Eddie wants a piece of Karen's sweet ass, so he tells her to meet him at the rec room at 8.30. Tiger, that's her name, right? Tiger. Tiger Tiger. goes into the woods to get a ball that was hit and is stalked, almost stabbed by Cropsey with the garden shears that he's been known to carry, but at the last moment, finds the ball just in time. At the cafeteria, Karen tells Michelle that she's into Eddie, but he scares her. Uh, Michelle thinks that she should tell Eddie she isn't into him. Then Karen's like, well, here's the thing. I am just sometimes, you know? So then Michelle's like, well, then get on with it. Girls are confusing. Yeah. It's called being into the bad boy. Is it? Because she's she's the bad boys. They're all cornball brothers. (laughs) No, not those cornball. Oh, my God. Alfred, that's it. Yeah. No. <laughs> He's the guy. What are you talking about? Todd's a hunk. Yes. Major. Glazer's the bad boy. He's the bad boy. Glazer's the bad He's boy. He's a bad loser. Yeah. You gotta pick anyone else. <laughs> uh in the morning, Sally gets up before everyone and goes to take a shower, which is in a communal bathroom. Uh she hears some creaking and starts getting a little scared. You know, obviously my favorite part. <laughs> Get a little bit of nip slip going on. Uh, uh, she's asking who's there and then rips the shower curtain open and starts yelling, drawing the attention of counselors. Uh, and Alfred comes running out, but it's caught by Eddie and Todd. He says he only meant to scare her, uh, but then Todd like sends him off to the cabins before Michelle could really yell at him. But what doesn't make sense is she rips the the curtain open right and then she yells and she's yeah. like he was looking at me like yeah you ripped open the fucking curtain what like <laughs> everybody was gonna look at you you've ripped open yeah. the curtain i mean he was kind of like a deer in the headlights i mean kind of those headlights literally, hell yeah dog. uh todd and michelle have my a little... favorite line yeah okay so, sorry no go ahead no i said this is my favorite line when todd and michelle are walking and michelle's like he's a sexual pervert <laughs> Is there another mm-hmm. gun pervert? I don't understand. I don't know. So like, uh, who could have been an Italian? I don't know. <laughs> oh, that, that actually makes sense. Uh, they have a little bit of an argument, but then Todd says he'll take care of it. That makes Michelle feel a little better. Um, he meets with Alfred, and again, Alfred swears that he only wanted to scare her, and he says he doesn't have any friends. Everyone picks on him, and he didn't even want to come to camp. <laughs> Todd comforts him by uh, saying that when he was younger, he was sent home from camp. Kind of like how, you know, Alfred almost was, I guess. And Alfred, mm-hmm. uh, he tells Alfred that he can always like talk to him if he needs somebody. What a nice guy Todd is. Oh, sure. Nice, nice guy Todd. That's how we call him the rest of the yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. And then while smoking some cigs, the girls' cabin talk about the canoe trip that's coming up and how Sally wants to be alone with Glazer. But some of the girls don't like Glazer. They'd rather have Alfred. But I don't know if they're joking when they say that. Obviously. But they also don't seem to be into Glazer either, though. You know? No, there's nobody good. (laughs) There's no good choices there. I guess. 
lesser uh, it's the lesser of two dweeb evils exactly mm. yeah so then glazer stops alfred uh, as he's walking by the waterfront saying that he ought to break his legs and twist his head off and he warns him to stay away from his girl but todd catches glazer and defends alfred threatening to bust glazer's ass himself yo todd pulls from some real alpha moves here right he's like he dude no i don't even have to act tough i am tough i'll beat your ass bro glazer, yeah. whoa whoa you're I know. four days older than me relax man <laughs> uh <laughs> both 35 <laughs> yeah uh dave fish and woodstock tried to encourage alfred to swim down by the docks but he's a little nerd cock and doesn't know how to swim so the oh. boys have to save him from drowning after glazer pushes him into the water little falcon kick action <laughs> glazer swims over to the little floating platform in the water to flirt with this sally is one of my favorite lines which part when glazer's like what do you guys, mermaids? Oh, yeah. A bunch of mermaids. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, look at all these beautiful ladies here. He's like, oh, he's like, look like a bunch of mermaids. Like, <laughs> what? what a loser that guy is. <laughs> Dude, how would you flirt back in the day? Dude, that, that reminds me too, like, of Glazer when he was like threatening Alfred. He's like, I'll beat you so bad, your mom won't even recognize you. And I was like, <laughs> I wonder if there's a point in time where that sounded hard as fuck, you know? Yeah. In 82. Yeah. This was 81. I just think, okay, I, I just, oh, I'm sorry, sorry. I just think that, like, when they put him on that raft, they didn't even give him lines. They were like, just go flirt with the girls. We yeah. got it on camera. And like, that's what that guy came up with. Mermaids. Uh, uh, but he goes to flirt with Sally, but is shot by Woodstock in the ass with a pea shooter. Uh, Glazer freaks out from the island, and the boys all, like, moon him. Got hit marker. I think you get a little bit of back nutsack there. So. Mm-hmm. Think, exactly. think I've been sexually assaulted. What? Would you pause on it or something? <laughs> no. I, I was. I feel like I was sexually assaulted. I had to call the police. Um, but uh, and they're all like laughing. And then while he's distracted, one of the girls, who's clearly a fucking linebacker, pushes Glazer <laughs> <a> tank <laughs> into the water. The only one that could get him into the water. Yeah, no. I think Jesus. she played for the Denver Broncos or something. Uh, <laughs> no, she's fighting for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, there you go. Finkelberg. Oh, this is another good one, too. It's coming up, what they say. What, at the cabin? Like, Yeah, when they get in the cabin, there's another Oh, yeah, thing. okay. Yeah, yeah. At, at, at night, I'm assuming Dave, we were talking about the same thing. Yes. Uh, well, I wasn't going to give the exact quote, but you can if you'd like. Uh, uh, okay. No, okay. Dave comes with like a bunch of gifts for the guys or whatever they ordered some nudie magazines yeah. for the boys cabin. And then when Glazer tries to like belittle them, uh, telling them they should try the real thing. Dave kind of like ups the price for the condoms for Glazer. And he says the world Bantamweight jerk off champion. Yeah. To the <laughs> uh, he calls Woodstock, right? Bantamweight. Yeah. Yeah. What are you the world Bantamweight jerk off champion? <laughs> Uh, but Glazer isn't even happy about the kind of condoms that Dave has because they're not lubricated, so he ain't buying them anyway. And then, while this is happening, Alfred catches a glimpse of Cropsey, who's lurking around, uh, but he's gone before anyone else can see, and Todd comes in just after uh, to gather the boys for dinner, but when he asks what everything was all about, Alfred tells him nothing and i don't know if you're supposed to think that like cropsy's first person view is todd mm. at this point uh, or like I, I don't know because i don't know there's some mixed signals i think it's a lot i think it's just a lot of bait and switch because then uh in the mess hall uh sally plays a little hard to get 
with Glazer, and when Dave pulls him away to come sit down, Glazer gets a little hostile and even shakes a <laughs> salt shaker at Alfred, uh, <laughs> saying that he's been staring at him. Then Dave asks, like, the girls if they're all ready and if they need anything for their trip, you know, life jacket, some spermicide. <laughs> what a jokester, man. Uh, Woodstock needs his vitamin E so he heads back to the cabin alone to get it the light isn't working so he looks for his vitamin by flashlight as someone approaches the outside of the cabin uh, Woodstock sees a shadow come through the door and shines the light on the person's face finding it to be Todd and the two head back towards the cafeteria See, like, you, like you see somebody watching outside and then it winds up being Todd again so like I don't know if you're supposed to think it's Todd but then right after as they start walking back towards like the uh the like cafeteria they're watched from like the brush by somebody so it's yeah not Todd so I, I don't like I didn't know if they were trying to insinuate that or um the next day the group of older campers start off on their three-day canoe trip over a campfire Todd tells the story of Camp Blackfoot and the old caretaker Cropsey and as he finishes up with it Eddie pops out with a mask on, scaring everyone. It's a good scare. Yep. And then while on a walk, Eddie starts kissing up on Karen, but she ain't really into it uh, because she doesn't want to be another statistic and a girl, just a girl that he's been with. Yeah, I think Harvey might have wrote this part. <laughs> All of these parts. Well, <laughs> All the horny parts. Him. Who can yeah, blame him? Uh, he starts to strip saying that they could go. They should go for a swim. Uh, he goes into the water, and then Karen starts to get undressed too, saving the socks for last, which absolutely fucking kills me because anybody who takes them off last deserves to die in <laughs> the worst way. Which I guess, you know, <laughs> but you know, we sure get to the water that fully frontal shot, and then they start kissing. <laughs> you can call uh, it that. So apparently all the night shots, except for the campfire scenes, were actually filmed during the day, and then they uh, edited them to look like night, which I didn't, know they, cool. I didn't know they had the technology to do that back then. Yeah, so I didn't even know they could do that. Um, because I know for, like, Nope, uh, Jordan Peele's Nope, that's what they did. All Everything was filmed during the day, um, hmm. and they just made it they edited to look like night, but I figure that's easier now with computers. I don't know how the fuck they did that back then, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're being watched from the woods, and when Eddie starts to get a little too aggressive with Karen, she resists, and he tells her to just, get the fuck out of my face! Which seems very Italian of him, so. Uh, Karen, Karen goes back to shore and finds her clothes have been strung from branches along like the path that they were on, uh, and she has to collect them as she goes, but eventually she's grabbed from behind and stabbed in the neck with garden shears and dies. In the morning, Michelle and Todd wake up Eddie asking where Karen is, saying that uh, they already looked all over for her, but they couldn't find her. And he admits that he came on a little strong uh, and he called her some names, but she swam back. So he just assumed that she came back to camp. Just then, other campers find that the canoes are gone and they assume that Karen took one back and accidentally let the others go. Or maybe they were stolen. They can't really figure out what the fuck happened to stolen. five canoes uh, they gather the campers by where the canoes were and ask if anyone knows what happened to them Glazer places the blame on Alfred of course 
And Todd decides that they're all going to split up, look for canoes, uh, look for the canoes. And if they can't find them, they're going to start building a raft because, you know, the forest is a little too thick to walk back to the main camp. Instead of searching, this is this is good. They're like, all right, guys, we're all going to start searching for everything. And then instead of searching, it's Todd and Michelle are just sitting there like, they're just wondering, be like, wonder what happened to Karen and the canoes? How about you start fucking helping, bro? Like, look for the canoes or get wood. counselors. They don't have to, man. Yeah, you're right. Uh, everyone starts to gather wood and Todd, Eddie, and Michelle start to build a makeshift raft. And I think they even ask Todd, like, oh, how'd you learn to build a raft? And he's like, Boy Scouts. Cornball. <laughs> uh, Total cornball. Yeah. While looking alone, Glazer keeps trying to come on to Sally, but she finally says, like, no, later. And then he's like, oh, you mean it? Because <laughs> he's a little pussy boy and he needs confirmation of everything, which I guess is good. I don't know. Yeah. Consent. Yeah, he tries to get consent, but he also tries to force the consent out of her. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> that's definitely a Harvey thing, I guess, right? He wrote all that. Yeah. He said, yeah, but make sure he asks 800 times before she agrees, but make sure mm-hmm. he, it's forceful. <laughs> the only way I would want it. Make sure he asks if she will watch him jerk off. <laughs> um, and he says it's going to be real good. He promises all the while um, Alfred kind of watches from afar. Trust me, guy. Todd and Michelle send off Eddie Woodstock and a few other campers on the raft to go back to camp to get more canoes for help. And while paddling, one of the campers spots one of their canoes and they paddle all the way to it. And this is pretty, if you look at these paddles, I can understand like a raft. I mean, a raft is probably hard to build, but like the paddles that they built too were pretty fucking good, man. Yeah. Like everything about this scene and lead up to it is pretty good. It just that's why it lulled me into a uh, false sense of this is totally normal and acceptable. And then absolute insanity occurs, <laughs> which I love. I like I like that that quick switch flip from like it's normal and then subvert your expectations violently. I don't think it's subverted my expectations, honestly. It like did watching this for the first time. I I mean, this isn't my first time, but first time I watched it, I was like, something's got to happen eventually. Well, I expected so my my so as they're as they're paddling through and they they see this canoe floating out that they paddle over to, it, and my first instinct is this is going to be like that girl's body uh, in the canoe. You. Like that's from okay. I'm thinking they're going to be like, oh my god, I did not expect this dude to go full on Ninja Turtle and jump out <laughs> jump out that canoe and start just. Bruce Lee slashing the living daylights out of everybody. Yeah, I can see that. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. Crops what, pops like, up. What a sequence! Garden shears in hand, in that iconic like silhouette of him uh, holding them up above his head. He starts slaughtering the campers, um, stabbing them, cutting off the tips of Woodstock's fingers, stabbing into Eddie's throat, slashing one of the girls on the forehead. Like it's fucking madness. So. Um, I- I just want to say, out of all the effects that Tom Savini does in this movie, right? The effect of the girl's forehead to me was the best effect of all of them. It's good. Because the timing of the impact sliced to the way it looks, it looks legit, like real. Mm-hmm. Like some of the other ones, because it's now HD, like the rubbery effect, like especially when he's stepping into what's his face's throat, Alec David's Eddie's. throat. Eddie, is that Eddie's throat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you could tell how elongated the neck and body is. Like it's obviously, you know, like it's like him standing under yeah. a thing and it's a big, like, but that forehead cut looks legit. Like 
Mm-hmm. If you if you just filmed that and told me that was real, I might believe it. That was very good. That's that effect that he did for Eddie. He like loved at the time, you know, like he did it literally for Kevin Bacon in Friday the 13th and a year mm-hmm. later did it for this movie. So like mm-hmm. that he thought that that was like the best thing since fucking sliced bread. He said, bro, I know it's going to elevate this movie. It was um, cool yeah. to see that Kevin Bacon one, too. I'm not going to. Yeah. Lie. Yeah. No, they're, mm-hmm. it's definitely cool. And for the time, it probably looked absolutely insane, but it mm-hmm. didn't age as well as the forehead. Slice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the way they did the chopping off for the fingers was really good. Apparently, it was just a foam hand. And, like, you see it just long enough to see him chop the fingers and they cut. And then the next mm-hmm. time they go back to Woodstock, it's just fucking blood, like, shooting mm-hmm. out of the fingers. So, like, <laughs> the way they cut it and all so fast, like, it, it actually looked. Yeah, good um, timing. Good. Yeah. And that was all Tom Savini. Like, all his, like, even shooting it, he did all of the stunts with the shears. Um, a lot of the stabbing, most of the stabbings are all him. Because he didn't trust anybody else to like do his stunts, and that's how he was for a lot of his movies. But um, <clears throat> yeah. yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And then the best like effects of this movie: the screen uses a red screen slide transition from Microsoft PowerPoint at this point, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we come to back to Todd and Michelle in the woods getting some more alone time. And then I think Todd's like, "Yeah, we should head back." And Michelle's like, "I got a better idea," but they never like show what the better idea is i'm assuming they're gonna fuck but like (laughs) they went to they uh went to quiznos yeah (laughs) tested sub uh it's dark out so glazer's finally giving sally the old three pump chump special (laughs) you know and he comes too fast of course saying he's sorry and it'll be better next time and she's like trust 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 me trust me baby trust me already it's done that's it I mean, honestly, going back to the mermaid scene, those red flags were as red as his shorts. <laughs> like, he yeah. literally was a walking red flag. Yep. He needs to learn this trick. You just tell it from the beginning. I'm going to last 10 seconds. And that's it. <laughs> this way, there's no letdown. Even if it's true, there's no letdown. You already know. Um, but she says that they can stay. And he's like, oh, you mean it? Because, again, he's a little pussy boy. And, uh, <laughs> He acts hard to everyone else, but not to his girl, which I guess is how it should be in life, right? Yeah. Um, but fuck women, too. Smack Excuse my me? bitch up. It's a good song. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> the whole time, Cropsy watches from the trees, shears in hand. Uh, Glazer said he's going back. Uh, he's going to sneak back to the camp for some matches to start a fire for them so they can stay warm overnight, I guess. That won't be deadly in the middle of a fucking woods, but hey, fuck it. Um, so he goes off, leaving Sally by herself. And then Cropsy, of course, comes out attacking her with the shears right away. Yeah, no time wasted. I appreciate that. Alfred wakes up to see Glazer stealing the matches and decides he's going to follow to see, I guess, like, what's going on And because he's a creepy boy. I don't, I don't know. Uh, he doesn't know how to mind his own fucking business, apparently. Uh, Glazer comes back to find Sally in the sleeping bag. He goes to pull it down like so he can show her face. And he gets stabbed through the throat by Cropsy, who is also hiding in the sleeping bag. I don't know how the fuck you can tell. This feels like a WWE Undertaker moment. (laughs) 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 Like, you know what I mean? Like when he's like bait and switch the Undertaker, like lights go down, lights go up. And he's just like there and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. It just feels like the way he the way he's able to just get up from like, like laying next to the body and (laughs) into full on (laughs) upright standing, (laughs) lifting him. I don't know. It's yeah. good. 
he attacks Todd with the, sh- I mean, oh, sorry. He attacks Glazer with the shears, um, stabbing him through the throat and pins him to a tree. Uh, and then I guess he just drops when he's actually dead. Like that's, a, that's the sign for, Hey, I'm actually dead now, but I also uh, love how, he's, how he, how he's suspended up against the tree and then he pulls it out. And then it's like a slow descent down the tree. I'm like, he was in the air. Like he just <laughs> dropped and he was just like, no, I'm just going to slowly head down screen down. <laughs> Alfred runs back to camp and wakes up Todd to tell him what happened. And Todd's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, he's like, what, what? And then he's like, yeah, Glazer's dead. He's like, okay, what the fuck did you just say to me? Um, I guess it makes sense when you say, like, though they, like, darkened it. Because when he gets to Todd, it looks a lot lighter. Yeah. It's supposed to be the morning, I thought. It's supposed to be, like, point. daybreak, oh. almost. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right, um, they go back to Glazer and find him dead. And Cropsy pops out, attacking Todd with the shears, slashing his head. And Alfred goes running because he's a fucking pussy. Can't even back up his friends. Uh, Cropsy chasing him through the woods by a rapist. See what I did there? Wicked cadaver. Yeah, there you go. Ooh. I like to color paint. Um, and he eventually gets <laughs> enough distance to hide. The raft starts to float by the camp and see that's like daytime because the campers are awake and the campers uh, and Michelle who were left behind see it. Uh, Michelle swims out to the raft and at the same time Todd wakes up and starts running back to the camp. Michelle reaches the raft and finds dead bodies and starts to scream and we get another red PowerPoint transition to the kids all crying at the camp. Todd tells Michelle all he wants her to do is go back to the main camp get some help for him and uh, he sends her and the others off on their way back to camp. Alfred is still running through the woods, being stalked by Cropsy. Todd goes back into the woods to look for Alfred. This time, axe in hand, he's fucking ready. And then somehow, Cropsy gets ahead of Alfred and watches as he calls out for Todd. And why would he even call out for Todd? If he just saw Todd get slashed in the face and fall. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Everyone else. To add Alfred. This... What? I think Alfred's slow. <laughs> I <don't... laughs> okay. I, I don't know if that's he true. Reminds... He reminds me of the dude from um, I Spit in Your Grave. I don't think he's that bad, but <laughs> <laughs> but it would make sense as to why he's being a creepy boy and just keeps watching people instead of like minding his own fucking mm-hmm. business, honestly. He, he actually wants the cropsy to take him as an apprentice. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I thought because when he when Glazer was getting killed, he was almost like smiling, like like yeah, Uh-oh. yeah, kill. Well, yeah, he didn't like Glazer, so he's like, good. Asshole gets what he deserves, and he's like, oh wait, now it's my turn. Fuck, I gotta oh. go. <laughs> I'm the only one left. I'm the last girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelle and the raft of kids get back to the camp in record fucking time. I might add, right? like, I don't know how well, they I mean, did. It. I don't even know if they had the adre- paddles. Adrenaline. That's what did it. Oh, they it's did have the magic. Because don't they, they ask, like, aren't they like, Michelle, I'm getting tired. Or is that to Eddie earlier? I don't remember. Maybe they used no, their separate, severed arms as paddles. Uh, that That's makes sense. That's exactly actually. what I thought. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. Resourcefulness. Boy Scouts. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Michelle goes to call for help. And then her and Jeff, who's the, I guess, main supervisor of Jeff. the camp. <laughs> they get on a boat to head 
motorboat to head back to help Todd and meet with police who are supposed to be flying in by helicopter. I see what you did there. Alfred finds his way to an old half-standing concrete structure, which I forgot what it was. I forget. It's like a mine something, like a mine shaft type of thing. Yeah. In real life, right? Oh, I don't know. Oh, well, in real life, I think it had something to do with like mining or something like that, oh, an old structure. Um, yeah, probably. But it's an old half-standing like concrete structure. Wait, um, probably an old iron mine. He runs around it until grabbed by Cropsey and calls out for help, which Todd hears and uh, gets dragged into the building where Cropsey pins him to the wall with the shears, like on his arm, bicep area. Yeah, it's, pretty good. it's a pretty good pin. It's believable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd arrives to the structure making his way through the sheet metal door eventually Uh, he wanders around a bit before tripping and getting back up this ending is kind of you know dragged out at this point a lot of just walking around he eventually finds himself in a mine type area and is almost hit by a car that's cart that's on the tracks Uh, he sees Karen's dead body I'm pretty sure that was Karen that he saw terrible yes that's that's karen's yes how the fuck crops he got her all the way over there i don't know (laughs) um because they just took fucking canoes like oh well i guess they were over there too right they were over there yeah yeah um which startles him and he gets up to see cropsy coming at him with a flamethrower or he sees the flame from the flamethrower i don't know but then like he, we see flashbacks of like when he was a kid or the kids that were coming to like they were planning to scare Cropsy. One of them is like, Oh, you ready, Todd, or something like that. So, oh, you realize, if you didn't need that on the nose as hard as it was, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you, you get that Todd was one of the hooligans that tried to prank Cropsy. Um, so it's all kind of if you really think about it, everyone dying today, it's all Todd's fault because he was a pussy and didn't just say, like, yes. Hey, we probably shouldn't do this, we probably shouldn't firebomb the janitor, yeah. <laughs> 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 good uh, rule of thumb there uh, the flamethrower stops and Todd calls out to Alfred who hear, he hears like uh, trying to call out to him but then he's you know Alfred's gagged so it sounds really muted um, and he's still held to the wall with the shears <laughs> uh, some more walking through the dark and then suddenly Cropsey pops up again lighting a flamethrower illuminating his burnt face so we get to see it for the first time Todd starts to swing the axe at him and Cropsey kind of dips and dodges he's like i put my hands up on my hip when i dip you dip we dip you know what i'm saying uh all the while he looks like walmart nemesis (laughs) well i mean this was around before nemesis my guy so maybe nemesis looks like target version nordstrom (laughs) rack it's gonna say target version target cosby okay yeah uh, all the while, Michelle and Jeff are still motorboating down the river, calling out for Todd and <laughs> Alfred. I know. We're, Maria. You're so mature, Maria. <laughs> yes. <laughs> motorboating. Um, Todd falls over, and Cropsey starts to get close to him, closing in, and Alfred finally is able to free himself and stabs Cropsey through the back of the neck with the shears, and Cropsey falls over. Yeah, gets him real good. Michelle waves down the police helicopter outside how they know that they're like nearby to where these guys are. I don't know, (laughs) but um, Todd grabs Alfred and they start to walk out, but Alfred is grabbed from behind by Cropsey. Todd tells Alfred to like get down or get up. I can't, it's hard to understand what the fuck he says, but like Alfred gets out of the way and then he smashes Cropsey in the head with the ax, pinning him to the 
pillar standing up and Alfred grabs the little flamethrower thing and lights crops you up, leaving him to burn as the two exit the arena. Yeah, I, I, I will say this, that kill with the axe is pretty solid. Like One thing that Tom Savini tends to get pretty pretty right is the physics of a kill. In terms He's of the one like, that swung the axe. Like in terms of the way like a blade or, or an edge weapon would enter and exit and or damage, like he tends to be pretty good with that. Yeah. Well, you know what Tom Savini like did before he was a makeup artist, right? Hatchet thrower. No. Was he in like mortician or some or mortuary stuff? No. He was a photographer in Vietnam. Oh, so he got plenty of uh, first hand yeah. experience. So he saw all that shit like up close. Like he knew what mm-hmm. real wounds look like and then he was fascinated by it, I guess. So he uh eventually made his way into special effects because he knew how to make things look more real. Um, the like, blood... I've se- Listen, I've seen his axe move in Vietnam. Let me redo it. Yeah, like blood before Tom Savini looked awful in movies. Um, even in Dawn of the Dead, which I think was like one of his first movies, it looks mm-hmm. too red or too pink. Um, but he, the formula that they that they use to color blood in movies now is the one that Tom Savini came up with back in the day. Like he was the guy that really pushed special effects forward. He's the realism. guy. Yes. Um, and then over a campfire in the future, a counselor tells the old tale of Cropsey, and then the credits roll. And that's the burning from 1981. So, Mark, the I don't I believe this isn't your first time, so let's hear what you think of it. Sure. So, when I heard, first heard about the burning, I never wanted to watch it because it was the whole this became this, this was made before Friday 13th, like. Deal. I don't know if any of you ever heard about that. Like that was like the thing with the burning it was like this is like Friday Thirteenth copied from the burning, and then people say the burning copied from Friday Thirteenth. Yes. So I don't, I don't so, know if you heard that thing. So I always like I was a Friday Thirteenth guy. I'm still a Friday Thirteenth guy. Um, I feel like this movie was better. Like the last couple times I've watched it, um, this is uh, it's it's, it's a middle of the road movie. It's a three out of five. It's an eighty slasher. It doesn't reinvent the wheel. It's like it's whatever. It's kind of slow. Um, doesn't really do anything different to me. My favorite kill, obviously, the raft scene. I think most people are gonna have that. Uh, just like he kills what five people there, six people. My least favorite kill is Sally because you see her like fighting him off with the shears, and the shears never go in her. Mm-hmm. So we just assume she's dead. You don't see like blood on her or anything. Um, I feel like most people that are into slashers or 80s horror movies have seen this already. Like this is on most people's list. And if you haven't seen it, give it a watch. It's an 80s slasher. Doesn't doesn't reinvent the wheel, but it's an 80s slasher. So. Mm-hmm. so I don't know who is next. Rob. Rob. We'll go to Rob. First time Rob. viewer. Let's hear what you think. How do you know yes. he's first time viewer? Yeah, this is my first time ever seeing it. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, he did. Oh, okay. My yeah. bad. Yeah, so uh, first time viewing it, and obviously, like Mark, I'm a Friday the 13th person, and the best way, if someone wanted me to describe this film, I'd kind of describe it as Friday the 13th 1.5. Like, it has elements of one, and it's not quite to where two would be, though it's got early elements of two in it, um, but it doesn't do extremely well what either would do. Uh, the real saving grace of this film is Tom Savini. Like it's his work. Uh, I really do believe that his kills, his, his artistry is what makes this film 
at least I would say okay to watch or somewhat fun to watch. Would I watch it again? Probably not. Hmm. Most uh, it doesn't have the same rewatchability that Friday the Thirteenth has. Uh, gotcha. I would definitely say if you've never seen it before, give it a watch, especially if you like the campy '80s horror films. I mean, it is it is a quintessential '80s slasher, 120%. I would give it a 2.5 out of five, and really my positives like i mentioned was savini's work and some of the kills and some of the dialogue uh, some of the dialogues just can't be good 80s fun and you really can't get that in films past the 80s but uh, like mark i feel it's too slow it drags on we have a great opening i love what i loved about this film is it got right in you know c- you know cropsy burning and then the hospital sequence moved pretty quick and then the first kill with the prostitute i was like wow this movie's moving and then breaks a very, very long break and a lot of like, oh, here comes the killer. Nope, just kidding. And we're coming. Nope, not happening yet. It's just like, it's too long between a very fast, strong setup and what was eventually be a wild sequence. Um, even when they have that sequence on the raft, when things really ratchet up, I find myself wanting more of that and I don't really get it. I feel like it peaks there and then just kind of pitters out. Even the whole final sequence with the flamethrower thing doesn't really work for me. Um, I would have rather seen like maybe an accident happen and them having to fight in a burning room or something that might've been cooler. I don't know. Just didn't really, just didn't really work. So, uh, favorite kill is, uh, like I mentioned before the it's, it's part of that raft sequence. It's the slice across the face. I just love it. It's visceral. It's quick. It's very realistic. I don't know who that was that died. I couldn't remember, but. Um, I think in that same sequence, there's another girl. Was it the one you mentioned where like you kind of see him stab towards her, but you don't actually see her get stabbed on the right. Yeah. Sally. Yeah. Yeah. So like it is wild. Once again, that that same sequence has my favorite kill and my least favorite kill. No, Sally's not on the raft. Oh, the raft. I didn't, I'm sorry. I just thought you're talking about the, no, there's one girl on the raft. who's like, um, she's like screaming and then they don't really show her get stabbed. Really? It's just like a weird, she might be wearing a black shirt or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's like okay, well she's dead, but like like you committed to, to brutalizing everybody else on the raft, but you left her off the sl- off the slot. Um, so yeah, that's that's where I stand on a two point five out of five. If you've never seen it before, go make up your own minds. But as far as I'm concerned, that the you know Friday the Thirteenth Part One and Part Two are both superior in different ways. This just kind of sits in that weird nebulous middle zone. So uh, I guess it's going to who Maria, Maria. right? Uh, okay, so this is a movie that I had not seen back in the 80s and 90s. I literally just saw this a few years ago, but it has definitely stood out in my mind as being one of the better slasher movies. Uh, I think I did not, I passed over this one and Sleepaway Camp because I always thought you know, going through the video store, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go watch Friday the 13th part, mm-hmm. whatever. It doesn't matter. That's what I'm going to gravitate to. And I just thought these were lame, you know, copies of that because I just hold that as the gold standard. So now that I'm revisiting these, it's, it blew me away at how good it was because it's cornball. It's corny. I love that crap. I love the gore, the gratuitous, everything. It's just like in my wheelhouse. That's definitely what I'm enjoying. So I gave this a four out of five. Um, 
my favorite kill was the raft killings obviously every that's like tom savini's you know chef's kiss you got everything pretty much going mm. on there but he did get a little redundant on the kills i think with the whole stabbing through the neck i think you know he nailed that and he's like i'm gonna do it over and over again but hey i enjoy his work so that's fine my least favorite kill was cropsy because i think they just kind of like you know mailed that one in i'm not I, I don't know i think it's it's cool to light someone on fire in a movie <laughs> i know it's very technical but it's not my type of kill. I definitely love to see the, the blood in the guts. So that one was kind of like a meh, whatever. The axe to the face was brutal, but I think they could have just done more with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely, definitely enjoyed this one. I will be watching it again, obviously. Um, and I would recommend anybody who's into an 80s slash movie, you have to watch this one. All right, so I'm just going to start off by saying mine is a four out of five for this movie. Um, I enjoy this movie a ton. I feel honestly like it feels more authentic than some other um, summer camp styled movies. Um, I would say maybe besides Sleepaway Camp, like I feel because the kids are a little bit younger in Sleepaway Camp, it uh, feels a little bit more like a real summer camp um but i like this well i was gonna ask you guys if how you felt about this movie compared to friday 13th since mark brought it up like so everyone always thinks that this movie copied friday 13th because it's basically like the same concept same idea same plot but Mm -hmm. um this was actually written before yeah it was filmed before. I mean, it was written before Friday the 13th. It was just put on ice for a little bit. Um, uh, so it always gets compared to Friday the 13th. I mean, obviously, um, mm-hmm. for good reason, um, how you all feel. But I kind of get, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I assume Mark likes Friday the 13th. Rob likes Friday the 13th more. Maria, did you say you like this more? Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm putting Friday the 13th movies on the top shelf. Like, those yeah. are... Funny. I, I guess I could say I like this better than Friday the 13th part one, but I like Friday the 13th part two better than this. Gotcha. And that's what I'm just comparing it to is part one. Because after part one, I mean, I guess part two for Friday the 13th is still like in the realm of part one. But then after that, it, mm-hmm. Friday the 13th becomes a whole separate thing. Uh, yeah. That's where mm-hmm. it really. <laughs> like, yeah. So if you, put, if, if you yeah. put Cropsy up against Mama Voorhees, I pick Cropsy. But yeah. if you pick, <laughs> if you put, if, when you put Cropsy up against. Big Daddy Jason, that that's a that's a no comparison for me. Like once yeah. Jason's mm-hmm. introduced to the franchise, it becomes something totally different. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah. I think I honestly like the kills in Friday One better. So gotcha. Yeah, I think. So you I prefer mean, yeah, Friday One? Yeah, of course. Korea, of course yeah, I I like Friday Thirteenth Part One more than this. Yes. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, Friday. Uh, yeah, Friday 13th, and, I, and also because. Classic. Sorry, so that's what no. I was going to say. It's the nostalgia factor too that I grew up. Watching that, and I didn't see the burning until later, until my teenage years. So that's probably one reason. Gotcha. So, like me on the flip side, I think I like this one more than Friday One. I'm really not a huge Friday One fan. I can watch it anytime, but I'm really not like. Right, that's the end of the Vintage Horror Podcast, guys. Yeah. So. It's just to me, <laughs> Friday One like doesn't like I. If I I'd rather watch almost any other Friday Thirteenth over that. Um, 
it's just not as fun of a movie as much as this one drags because well i don't know so this one it just me it's like the, the banter with the characters it just seems so much more realistic compared to like mm-hmm. friday 13th where it feels like it's a movie that's written um i think cropsy's reveal mm-hmm. is nice um and i'm glad they gave him a proper reveal at the end and they didn't show it earlier and like ruin that and just because mm-hmm. it does kind of look a little cheesy you could tell that i mean not tell that it was rushed but it's not mm-hmm. as good as it could be like Tom Savini's like, yeah, it doesn't even look like a real burn victim. Um, uh, I think it does like suffer in the final act a lot from the padding and like the drawn out shots of like Alfred and Todd just wandering around. And like as, as much as they, they pad that part and there's just a lot of wandering, there's a lot of wandering in the first Friday 13 too. It's just more throughout the whole movie instead mm-hmm. of just at the end, which I hate how accumulated it is at the end of this one. Mm-hmm. But um and some of the shots in this movie are just so fucking dark. Like it's hard to see what's going on, especially at the end. Uh, but the effects are, you know, obviously top notch because of our guy, Tom Savini. Um, and it's a shame that it made so little money, but um, I'm kind of very surprised that it never got a sequel. If I'm being I honest, I wonder if they killed him off to make sure there wasn't a sequel. That is Tom Savini's kind of thing. Uh, so like that's, that's like, there's no discussion. That's it. There's no, yeah, you know, and allegedly the the end sequence was they the producers and the director uh, fought about how it should end, and I don't know if they mm-hmm. mean the campfire scene at the end or Cropsy being killed, but I know that Tom Savini did direct um, a part at the end, and I th- I'm assuming it's the campfire scene at the end because um, the producers they wanted it to be one way, and the director wanted it to be another, and I. Th- think tom just said to the director like dude i'll do whatever you want so just tell me how you want it mm-hmm. or maybe it was the producer I don't, either way he said to somebody like i'll do it however you want i don't care just tell me how you want it done because i just don't want to like lose friends over this fucking movie um but yeah but it never got a a sequel or at least a proper one you know what i'm saying i almost recreated it on a uh, snapchat a couple times i'm sure but need no, help no. Yeah, um, but my favorite kill is Cropsy. It's the complete opposite of Maria's. Um, I love how he stabbed through the back of the neck with the shears, and I just like the accumulation of like all the shit that he went through. Like, got stabbed through the back of the neck and then smashed in the head with the axe. I love when people. I don't know if you guys have got that. I love when people get smashed in the head with things. It just makes me so happy. I don't know why. Um, and then he's lit on fire. I guess that's why when we watched uh, Halloween, when Sartain got booted in the head, you were just like, mm, "That's it. That's what I needed." <laughs> And also in uh, the funhouse, the same thing. The guy that got smashed in the head in the fucking cart, like he got like choked like in the air, and then when he came, they got hit in the head with the like axe or whatever the fuck it was. I was like, dude, love it. Um, and my least favorite, of course, is Sally because it's off screen and it's kind of like lame, like Mark said. You don't even know if she dies or what. Like I, I have to assume she's dead in that sleeping bag. <laughs> no, she's hanging out, dude. She wasn't just hanging out with Cropsy, like, yeah, let's let's get his ass. Fucking three punch jump. That fucking little dick motherfucker. Um, But that's it for me. Uh, Mark has the next pick. Coming soon to a theater near you. So my pick is gonna be I just stabbed myself. Um from 2017, Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day. Happy birthday. Don't be too late. The party's night. Happy birthday. I'm totally having deja vu. I have already lived through this day. 
Whoever's killing you knows it's your birthday. So I keep dying until I find out who's killing me. It's your turn to die. Happy Death Day. We did PG-13. I feel like we uh, will change it up a little bit. Do some PG-13. Oh, great. I don't know if anyone's seen this I've, on here. I've never seen it. Rob's never oh. seen any movie we've ever talked about. Yes, I've seen <laughs> Happy Death Day. I've never seen uh, part two. Yeah, I've never seen uh, part okay. two, but I've seen part one. Yeah, Maria, have you seen it? I've seen them both. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Spoiler I'll, I'll alert. Like, there's a second uh, one. There's a. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. You'll you'll get a uh, a Rob hot take. First impression. Yay. All right. All right. So we have no new rates and reviews, but if you'd like to leave us a rate and review, please head over to Apple Podcasts. That's a place where you can leave both of those. Spotify, you can leave just a rating for us. That would be great. Um, and then if you'd like to reach out to us, you could always email us at vintagearpod at gmail.com if you want to suggest anything or recommend anything or have any movie requests. I don't know. Um, or you could reach out to us on Instagram at Vintage Heart Podcast. That's where we're most active. Um, not that we don't get emails or anything like that, but we get you know all the notifications for Instagram, me and Mark. Um, Twitter at Vintage Heart underscore. You could reach us there too if you'd like. And we'd really like people to leave us voice messages. We want to add those into episodes. Um, you can head over to anchor.fm slash Vintage Heart Podcast. Click the plus message thing and just record an audio message. You could say anything. You can tell us how dumb we are. Um, do you like Maria being on here? Uh, Rob needs to clean the shit out of his pants. He needs to shave his face a little <laughs> bit. Uh, Mark's Man. bald. You got to let him know. Oh, chill. Someone said I was know. good looking over the weekend because I had maybe I can, hair. Maybe I could take a little off the beard and we can <laughs> sprinkle it on Mark's head. There you go. Um, oh, but that's chill. it for us. We'll catch you guys next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. Well, I'm on Dizzy Chart back yet.